0: no prelude this week let's just get straight into it how about that no
1: i like the intro what? consistency
0: no like well you mean no intro i mean like no rambling oh straight straight into the intro bit that i've memorized okay hello and welcome to the face downs your source for tcd strategy and all things Yu-Gi-Oh. i'm your host lucas flynn and i'm reuben kruger well well it's over we drank that dumb um brat juice <laughs> there's no safe way to say that and here we are
1: Recording another podcast in level
0: three. Yeah. Level three was actually like, it's why we
1: stopped last time. So it's kind of like a, a full circle. We're quitting the pod. No. no. <laughs> this is our goodbye episode. No, we're here. Um, and, you know, this is a strange place to be in once again. Hmm. Um, level three for us means no
0: hobbies, although we are kind of doing a remote dual no, hobby. No physical. But no physical hobbies in person. No going into card stores and hanging out with your friends. It's all very sad.
1: Hmm. And what do people do when they're sad? Um, draw two cards from their deck. They enjoy <laughs> pot, pot <That's> cards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and oh, like that's yeah. so much
1: better than my one queen. Listen, I take okay. This is a bit of a sidetrack, but I take a lot of. I thank my inspiration, Alexis P. Bevels. Uh, she is a Chicago-based I think drag like queen. Your stepmom. Um, <laughs> and Alexis P. Bevels is the queen of transitions. And you know what? I aspire to be the queen of transitions, just like her. So I thought... What is this? Where are you going with this? Just because my, my pot transition was so good. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm trans. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, what do people do when they're locked up and can't do anything? They enjoy pot. And so that's what we're here to talk about today. Pot. Pots. Pots. All of the pots. No jars allowed.
0: No Absolutely, absolutely will not talk about jar, the jar cards today. The TV. The, get jar off Get out of here. Trap cards? Who would run those? I would never. I would never personally. But spell cards, I wake real, real, real Real, stuff. Real duelist hours. (laughs) A lot of memes have swear words in them, I just realized. So... No, that doesn't stop
1: you. We're we're working on it. We. I'm good. (laughs) We. We. All right. So we're here to talk about... um, you know, um seeing as, you know, Blazing Vortex has just released and uh, has given us probably the only card worth opening the set for, um, we thought we'd go back in history, go back in time and have a little have a little recap on all the notable yeah. on or actually or not notable, all of the pot yeah. cards. Ranking the pots. Yeah. So ranking all of the pot cards in Yu Gi Oh from start to finish. Yep. We have a list here of every pot and I I think it's in a pretty decent
0: order already. A few of these. I mean, it notably is. the first one. <laughs> yeah. I
1: don't know what the first one does, so I guess we probably move on to the second one. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. We're, we're going to do a little breakdown of all the pots um, and kind of their impact on meta play as the years have gone. Heck yeah, baby. All right. Let's start with the one. The only. The queen of the ban list. The biggest for, plus one in card advantage yeah. you could ever ask for. A card that wasn't banned
0: for many years which is hilarious. It Was a limited yeah. actually before it even considered getting hit? Probably the strongest card in any TCG ever printed. Like, let's be real. There uh, isn't really a card better than this because... A zero-cost draw two. Yeah. So Pot Greed says draw two cards from your deck. That's a
1: Stunning. Period. Stunning. If Normal every other spell. card in
0: your deck is perceived to be good, which if you're playing a good deck, it will be, this card is just two of the best cards in your deck. If Time Walk was a legal card in Yu Gi Oh!, this card is still better than it because it lets you draw into two Time Walks.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Like, this card is
1: just insane. Uh, nothing. It should never come off the ban list. And this is truly, like, in comparison, like one of the Power Nine of Yu Gi Oh! Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. This is like the this Power. Is, this is
0: the ancestral recall of yeah, Yu Gi Oh! This is the Power One. Yeah. Like, this is it. <laughs> this is the most powerful Yu Gi Oh! card ever printed. And it's the reason all these other cards exist because, of course, this card could never, like, I guess we should explain why it's so busted if anyone's wondering. This card
1: says draw two cards from your deck, and it costs a card to play it itself. So, so it's an immediate, yeah. for no no drawbacks, yes. it's a plus one and card advantage. It's
0: effectively um, like a rule shift, if that makes sense. Because mm. the rules of Yu-Gi-Oh say you start the game with five cards in your hand. This card effectively says you start the game with six cards in your hand. Or if you drew two, you start with seven. Uh, And any card in the game that effectively shifts the rules to that degree tends to get banned because it's not fair, right? Mm. Like if everything is designed and built around everyone playing by the same general rule set cards like this are
1: inherently degenerate. Yeah, I mean, there's, but we can we yeah. can, we can only talk about drawing two cards for so long. I think, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, this is the cornerstone of Yu-Gi-Oh's abilities, the reason these cards that we are about to talk about exist. Yeah, um, and I think a true staple of the time and a legacy piece of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, that's point blank. Period. Pot of greed. The 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 jar itself. So pot of greed is banned, has been banned, and will stay banned. None of the
0: other cards on this list are continually on the ban list. So, all the rest of these cards can be played at three copies. Mm. Uh, one of them, though, the the second pot to ever be released, only recently. So, if Pot of Greed is the best card, right? This one was also
1: banned. So, you'd presume this is also one of the best pot cards. Yeah. And that's Pot of Avarice. Yes. Again, normal spell. Mm-hmm. Um, this card says target five monsters in your graveyard. Shuffle them into your deck and draw two cards. Yeah. So... So it's recovery, Pot of Greed. Yeah, it's uh, recovery. It, it's, the card does say draw two. Yeah. Now,
0: it's notable that this card does not work on your first turn very easily. Yes. And I think that when we talk about Pot Agreed kind of breaking the rules of Yu-Gi-Oh! That's what this card was sort of balanced around. So, the idea is that if you draw in your first turn hand, it is dead. And you have to wait several turns before you can use it to get its draw effect. Yes. Um. But it was banned. Why was it banned, Ruben?
1: Uh because it was really easy to get five monsters into your grave.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say it was probably Zodiac that got it banned, right?
1: No, it was banned. It was banned when Zodiac came
0: out. It was banned when Zodiac came out. So it was around the era in Yu-Gi-Oh! in which a number of kind of like modern decks came around. And the real reason that Pot of Avarice was like insanely busted was the extra deck. So it's a lot easier to kind of spam a lot of extra deck cards to the graveyard and in a combo you might kind of go through one or two main deck monsters but in the process turbo through like six or seven extra deck monsters you know synchro decks took huge advantage out of this and then decks like zodiac nowadays take a huge advantage out of pot of avarice at times because being able to dig so deep into your extra deck then plummet all of those cards to the graveyard and then get them back into your extra deck because when this card says add them from graveyard back to the deck it can be either the main deck or the extra deck right yes so it's just like a absolutely uh phenomenal way to kind of like recur engine pieces uh popular ones include like you know agent of creation venus can can shuffle back all the shine balls you use in link summoning uh you know decks like zodiac or world chalice that like spam cards into the graveyard often don't even play
1: avarice they play like exodius mm, which has a mm. similar effect but doesn't draw you cards yeah so i can see here basically going through the print history of avarice uh the last time it was printed not so in a competitive standpoint was during astral pack 2 which was 2013 okay now i was 13 years old in 2013 uh when what was popular then that would have uh, been judgment these...
0: spell books and dragon Rollers.
1: 2013 yes uh it was yeah so you'd be yeah judgment spellbooks, dragon rulers i think it was earlier so i think think more along the lines of something like i wanna say like windups 2013 mm. windups now listen it's tough because yeah. again there's not a lot of recorded history of when cards got banned and where it wasn't banned in that time i don't believe i no, think it no. was probably the subsequent formats but it stayed banned for seven years yeah um so this card truly did serve a very notable amount of time on the ban list um and i think you know when it came back to one a lot of people went oh yeah a lot of people went oh this is back um to be honest i you know there were clamorings about people wanting it back uh you know it's notably you know like you say it's not live on the first turn So a lot of people, it has that kind of balance around it. But I would say that it is a very powerful normal spell Mm. card. And again, as we move down the list, uh, this will become more and more prevalent. Um, But Pot of Greed and Pot of Avarice have no once per turn restrictions. Yes, that is actually huge as well. So you can actually draw three Pot of Avarice and resolve
0: all three in the same turn. Yeah. Which is a prominent feature of like a, a first turn kill deck that's maybe cycling through FTK you know blaze phoenixes or extra deck cards yeah, for that reason yeah yeah so ranking it is it better than pot of greed no okay so it's second place right now congratulations to pot of avarice for being the second best pot card of all time so moving on to the worst pot card <laughs> of all <laughs> this, time yeah we haven't ranked it officially yet okay, we don't okay, we'll okay. we let the okay, science okay, do its work okay so pot of generosity this card from memory says um shuffle two cards from your hand back into the deck
1: is that that's pot of that's generosity yes
0: that is Pot of Generosity. Um, well, it's a It's a minus three. Pot of Greed is a plus one. This is a minus three because you're using a card to shuffle two cards back into the deck. Um, girl, you've done it again. Constantly lowering the bar <laughs> for everyone. This Look, is, it's, it's got some application. Please. You can, for example, run this in a deck with, um, well, Brilliant Fusion is banned, but you could shuffle back a Garnet with this card. In a dire situation, you can put back necessary combo pieces that need to be in the deck. Uh, I presume that's why this card was printed, other than being like kind of a joke card, because it's Pot, you know, it's a Pot of Greed, and the first thing to happen since Pot of Greed and Avarice. But yeah, it says shuffle two cards from your hand back into the deck. It It's horrible. It's absolutely this, unplayable. This ain't it. Uh, you could play, I'm sure there's some kind of weird um, mystical ref panel combo you could do with this card to make this effect happen to your opponent there must be
1: yes there must be a way also you could can- also basically net neutraled in card advantage uh, because yeah, you're using two cards for you know, their two cards it could be fun especially like if you could use
0: it during your opponent's turn somehow I, I don't know um, but no this card is trash but we gotta rank it uh, mama's the bottom is it better than pot of greed no, no. pot of avarice
1: no alright
0: Congratulations to Pot of Generosity for being the third best pod card of all time. <laughs> but wait. There's, there's more. No, <laughs> <laughs> That would be incredible. Um, it is also worth mentioning, I should say, for Avarice, going back slightly, that it does have a ma- major weakness that a couple of these cards also share, which is that it does say exactly five. So, um, I mean, Pot of Generosity says exactly two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the point of Avarice is that if, if you, for example, get DD Crowed and one of those cards leaves your graveyard, you don't get to draw. Or shuffle, or shuffle back the rest, which is pretty hilarious. Still pretty good, though. Still second second place for now. So, Pot of Benevolence. I don't even know what this card does. Okay, so this card says select. So Oh, yeah, the no, context, I remember yeah. this one, yeah. This is the it's graveyard like two one. two
1: cards from the graveyards and shuffle them into the owner's hands. After activation, remove this card from play instead of sending it to the grave. You can only activate one Pot of Benevolence per turn. Ooh, activate. gets judgmental so if you can use a second one. So this is the first one that has a hard once per turn clause. Yeah, it's also the first one that doesn't involve cards in hand, which is or interesting. Or drawing cards. Or, or just yeah, yeah. Yeah, deck to hand. Um, so this is a worse avarice Well, it can use it
0: on your opponent's graveyard. Yes. So this is sort of like a transmigration prophecy on a
1: spell. Yes. Right? Yeah. Transmigration so prophecy is just like shuffle two back into the deck as a trap. Yes. Yes and it was notable you know I don't think Pot of Benevolence was ever on the semi, semi the ban. yeah Transmigration Prophecy is a really good card yeah also. Um, so the thing is is that like again Pot of Benevolence is proactive Transmigration yeah. Prophecy is reactive well I'd say both well I guess you could say that it's, it's more Pot of Benevolence is a spell card and Transmigration is a trap card yeah so, so again it, you activate one it is a yeah. proactive action whereas a Transmigration Prophecy is a reactive
0: action it's responsive yes yeah. So, if Transmigration Prophecy was good enough to be on the Forbidden list, why is this card terrible? Because this card is terrible.
1: I think because it's a spell. Yeah. Because this It's not live turn one, unless you want to shuffle back pieces that you need. It's, it's a good card.
0: Like, against certain matchups that use the graveyard, it is actually, like, quite strong. You know, often you are dd crowing you know during your own turn
1: to stop your opponent from doing things right mm. like you can, i mean yeah and also but also shuffling from grave into deck is a very mm. is a very very hard interaction to
0: deal with you can't stop it yeah and this card could be used like you could shuffle one of your own and one of your opponents so you can gain combo resources back while also um you know interacting with your opponent's game state so in a graveyard heavy deck this card on paper looks like it would be quite good but I think what you said is right it's a dead card turn 1 that doesn't net you any resources it is it is you know as far as a pot goes it's a minus 1, one cuz you don't draw two. anything if this card said shuffle two from either graveyard and draw one it would actually be probably played at its time of release I think it'd be played now yeah, possibly, because the ability to sort of cantrip while while disrupting your opponent is really strong. Yeah. And you see maybe some decks now kind of running like um, nail Shadol Ariel as a disruption piece. Yeah, that's also technically not like a draw card, but you're sending it from deck to grave as opposed to hand to grave a lot of the time. And yeah, that's, so that's really
1: impactful. You're remaining card neutral yeah. in the interaction of using Beatrice, yeah. sending one from deck to grave.
0: And it has the beneficial... Uh, you know Shadol's can easily send things from deck to grave during your opponent's turn and yeah I think that's the huge thing about benevolence it's not a quick play spell it's not particularly effective at um, disrupting the opponent at relevant times it's more of just like a kind of resource grind game card and in that state you probably just want to run Avarice because drawing two cards is better than disrupting your opponent yes probably
1: yes so on the ranking is it better than Pot of
0: Greed I'm going to say no Pot of Avarice no no it is better than Pot of Generosity, though. Yes. So, we're going to say congratulations to Pot of Benevolence. You are the third best pot card You're in You are the existence. third best pot card, scientifically. All right, pot right. of Riches. So, Pot of Riches, or would it have been Duality, came out first? Duality. 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 All right. So, we'll yeah. talk about... Because we've kind of split the pots into pure pots and... Split pots. Split pots. But this is the first ever combination pot. And it's quite... This is quite an interesting idea. So... Duality, a very beautiful card, first yeah, of all. This is a fusion of what is it, pot of greed and pot of generosity?
1: I believe so. Yeah. Well let's look up the quick trivia. Um I believe it is a fusion of of yeah. greed and dual of generosity. So this card came out
0: in Duelist Revolution and it was like unbelievable at the time. This card was about $150 as a secret rare. Uh it was pretty much played as a three of in every single deck at the time and nowadays it kind of seems almost like quaint that like you would run this in a combo deck but at the time it was seen as powerful enough to be worth running um pot of duality says you may reveal the top three cards of your deck choose one and add it to your hand for the rest of this turn you cannot special summon no so it's not for the rest of the turn it is you cannot you cannot the whole turn you activate it you can't special summon so
1: you're locked into normal summoning and you cannot use the extra deck effectively. Yeah. So I'm looking at a bit of trivia. It is a combination of pot of greed and pot of generosity. Yeah. Um, because it imitates the greed effect, which is taking a card, but the generosity, which is putting cards back in. Yeah. And according to the Konami I TCG like website, it was the most talked about spell of 2010. That
0: makes sense to me. Yeah. So 2010, this came out. So a format that is largely dedicated
1: towards... Um, special summoning it was
0: yeah. a synchro format but notably it's a synchro format where a lot of decks would still end on like you know a normal summoned monster and a couple of back row because that was enough at the time to disrupt a lot of plays and the power of being able to just put in whatever card you wanted into your list at three and guarantee that you see it off duality be it you know a a disruptive card like uh, macro cosmos compulsory evacuation device like a powerful trap card or just like a good card for the next turn because it was very unlikely you were going to get otk back in this time mm. especially when every deck was running duality right mm, mm, mm. so yeah this card was incredibly impactful and stayed impactful up until like today i'd say like even now decks like true draco altergeist um guru can all run this card so comfortably because yeah. it just doesn't conflict with anything that the deck needs to do exactly and the only time it comes up is when decks are trying to run like cursory engines be it dogmatica in altergeist or or dragoon in guru they'll mm. tend to cut this card but in pure variants you usually run it um, the ability to just kind of like filter your your opening hand It's
1: basically like uh, what was, how would you describe like a ponder in in Oh. yeah without being able to shuffle
0: it's an ability to instead of drawing five cards draw eight cards and put two of them back right yeah at the cost of your special summon. And the ability to, yeah, to draw eight cards and then put two back is too strong, right? Yes. Like it's, and it's, it needs a restriction. Um, yeah. And the special summon restriction has historically been this card's, like, massive downside, which stops it from being run in literally every deck ever under the sun. Yeah. Which is, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, so it's ranking. Uh, I would say it is not better than Pot of Greed. It is not better than Pot of Greed. Is
0: it better than Pot of Avarice? Um, it was never banned. The card was never banned. Pot of Avarice was seen as a more degenerate card. I think at the time where both of these cards were at their maximum notoriety, Pot of Avarice was a much bigger problem. Because in formats where you're not getting OTK'd, that recursion plus drawability would just completely swing a game in your favor. Mm. And I think Avarice was put to one pretty quickly as well. Um, I think Avarice was just flat-out banned. Was it just flat-out banned? Either way, I think if you're playing in a format where uh, you can run Avarice and reliably activate it on turn three, as in you're not being killed and, like, OTK'd or or banned, like, negated out of the game by Mm. your opponent,
1: Avarice is better. But... As a a starter. In a vacuum, duality is way stronger. I mean, duality is... It's a. It can be a starter to find your first yeah, piece. Opening it can be turn, an it works. Extender to find what you are missing. Um, oh, I mean, True Draco I, definitely run it still. Yeah, not that the deck's good, but I think I, I would I would say that Avarice is better still. Oh,
0: see, I am leaning Duality. I think Duality is better. Like maybe Avarice is more degenerate. It's not once per turn. It has no restriction. But I just I can see decks running duality in the future, and I, I think when avarice came back to three, there was a lot of experimentation, and the overall consensus was that it's just not playable anymore.
1: The game's too fast.
0: The game's too fast. Like yeah. you're not going to get to a point where you get to activate avarice, let alone you know resolve it and not have it be negated. Um, it's certainly powerful when you showcase it in like a combo video where where you draw it and don't get interrupted and get to shuffle back all your combo pieces. Uh, but duality is just—it's—it's it's just a steady friend, you know. Mm.
1: Mm. Okay, uh, yeah, I'll yeah. put
0: I'll put duality above avarice. All right, duality is the second best pot card.
1: Avarice is third. Benevolence is fourth, and then generosity is a, is a humble fifth. Right. A humble fifth. So the next on our list uh, would be pot of dichotomy. Yeah. Um. So pot of dichotomy is a shadow specters release. So this is xyz era. And what is this a combination of? Uh, so this is a combination of Pot of Benevolence and Pot of Avarice. Mm.
0: Now, this card saw play. I remember before we say its effect, this card did see play. Yes. And it I was mean,
1: very hyped on release. I
0: remember like a lot of people talking about the past were like this. People saw this as like, oh my God, I think Avarice was like banned at this time or was...
1: Shadow Spectres, I... Yes.
0: Yeah, I think Avarice was banned and they printed this as a kind of like here you go this is avarice and Uh, everyone went oh my god it's avarice
1: yeah so this card says again normal spell um at the start of your main phase one colon so you must activate this card as your first action in main phase one you target three monsters with different types in the graveyard shuffle all three into the deck so in your graveyard so and shuffle all three into the deck then draw two cards you cannot conduct your battle phase the turn you activate this card on
0: the surface, this card is not bad. Like when you first read it, you're like, okay, it's like Pot of Avarice, but it only requires three monsters and they just have different different types. So it's restrictive in that way. But you still draw two cards. Yes. It's easier to get three monsters in grave. Yes. The battle phase thing doesn't matter so much if you're like locking your opponent out of the game. Like that never really matters on cards like Dark Ruler no more. Like locking you out of damage or evenly matched, obviously locking you out of the battle Battle phase. phase. Yeah. But I think the main hurting point on this card is that main phase one.
1: Yeah. It That's has huge. to be the first thing you do. And I mean, we'll get to it. There yeah. are there are ones that also require that there is a very notable one the that requires that a very good pot that says that. Um and my problem with dichotomy is that it doesn't like it's not something you can kind of use to fix your turn. Like no. you can't. You can't even use it turn one. Yeah. You physically cannot
0: get three monsters in the graveyard at the start of your main phase one and even if you can you can't conduct your battle phase because it locks you out of conducting the battle phase and you don't have a battle phase it's a weird ruling nightmare about whether or not you can even activate this card given that part of its
1: clause is that you're not allowed to activate your battle phase it's an interesting um dilemma there yeah um yeah i mean i did i understand why it was initially hyped you know Avarice was a very good card mm. and obviously banned by this point. I also um, believe it was a tin promo. Dichotomy?
0: Yeah, I believe it was released. Like, no. It, no, but like after the um after initial Shadow release, Speakers. I believe it was also in the tins. So, like Duality, it like, got a pretty quick reprint.
1: We'll just confirm that with yeah. the YouTube's.
0: But overall, this card is not too different from Avarice. It, they just slapped a bunch of restrictions on it.
1: Which and, kind of hurt the...
0: And a hard once per turn clause overall this card did not see any major successful play there were probably some decks that experimented with it similar to avarice like well that was legal i can't imagine those two cards coexisted though
1: no. this card is definitely no, this just card a came worst out in 2013, avarice. 2013 in august okay. and avarice's last printing was... yeah it was that
0: same year but probably earlier so yeah. they probably banned it yeah i could see like Insectors and um windups getting avarice banned now that i think about it yeah that that lines up for me
1: Yeah, so, okay, Uh, Breakdown. Uh, Is it better than Pot of Greed? No.
0: It's not better than Pot of Greed. It's definitely
1: not better than Pot of Duality. No, it's not better than Pot of Avarice. No, it's strictly worse. Uh, It's better than Pot of Benevolence. Yeah, and I would say it's better than Pot of Generosity. So I would put Dichotomy as number four. All right, fourth best Pot is Pot of of Dichotomy,
0: fifth best being Benevolence, and the sixth best being Generosity. All
1: right, so next we move on to... Pot of Riches.
0: Interesting. This card is super weird.
1: This is a Secrets of Eternity uh, secret rare. This is
0: like peak Konami pushing a weird mechanic and giving it its own pot card, which is super weird. And maybe opens the door to like other mechanics focused pots like Xyz pots or Synchro pots or something.
1: Oh, I don't know about...
0: But those mechanics... They they
1: are very good.
0: Yeah, like detach, exceeds material, draw two sounds a bit good. Yeah. What does this card say? So
1: this is... This is a normal spell once again. um, Shuffle three pendulum monsters into the deck from your graveyard and or face up from your extra deck, then draw two cards. You can only activate one pot of riches per turn. You cannot special summon the turn you activate this card except by pendulum summon. Oof.
0: Yeah. That... They have never printed... A pendulum archetype with meaningful tournament success that ran pendulum monsters in the main deck that do stuff until Endymion. I'd say, and even then, like Magister Specters. Okay, sure.
1: Clefords. Yes. yes.
0: Don't special summon anyway. So I guess I could see it in there. Like this card's not terrible it does say draw two and it does say shuffle three from extra deck or graveyard graveyard, which i mean is hard to do
1: but But i mean like that's also you know not an an infeasible now does it say for the rest of this turn you can only pendulum summon
0: i think that's the huge thing is like actually getting the material into the extra deck without not pendulum summoning yeah how are you doing that because normally the play is like pendulum summon five extra deck extra deck extra deck extra deck you know End turn, you'll have like four or five pendulum cards in the face up extra deck. How are you doing that if you ain't special summoning non pendulums? It would have to be in exactly cleaforts, opening exactly a way to get three cleafort pendulum monsters on the field, then tribute summoning for towers. So you pen summon out three cleaforts, tribute summon towers, then draw two who cares you've already got towers you don't even need to draw two right yeah. like it's kind of this weird and you want to keep all those cleeforts forts in your extra deck so you can like you know do more than just
1: towers push for that damage the next turn right yeah um i my problem with riches is, is that like it almost seems like a win more card but yeah. like you can't win more and with it, it it also directly contradicts like the playstyle of pendulums which is well it's like the play pendulum of- summoning is good yeah it's like the playstyle of modern pendulums where it's like they have now become like a utility toolbox yeah. for the extra deck like but i mean you still want them
0: face up in the extra deck that's the whole point is that you yeah. want to gather your pendulum cards in there so that when your opponent inevitably breaks your board you go okay and summon them all back whereas this card you trade them for two cards in hand but you lose that pendulum summon <laughs> so it's like oh i guess i lose this This card can make you lose the game
1: yeah it's rough um and, and I, I think, think this
0: card is trash, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> this card's really bad. Yeah, I, I yeah. Uh, I I think there was a lot of a lot of you can obviously tell there was a lot of things to be yeah that like hit this card down. Like shuffle three from the face up draw
0: two, no restrictions would be broken. so broken it would be banned. Yeah. I think shuffle three draw one would be
1: totally fine and probably wouldn't see much play. I think shuffle three, draw two, but you can only special summon pendulum monsters. Yes. So you could play
0: like realistically some kind of metal foe strategy. Yeah. And still summon the pendulum fusion monster that just came out. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty rough. There's not many ways to
1: make this card good. Yeah. And um, I think they were right to make it
0: balanced because pendulum was good enough as it was. Also,
1: this was Shadow Spectre. This was um, Secrets of Fraternity. So full MR three yeah Um, we're talking like special someone as much as you want full power
0: pen match pepe draco Draco, pals
1: middle foes middle foes like everything was at full power so god they did not need this card yeah Um, rankings uh, it is not better than pot of greed no it is not better than pot of duality definitely not it is not better than pot of avarice no Uh, i would say it is not better than pot of dichotomy
0: i would definitely run dichotomy over riches even in pendulums i would run it over pot of riches yeah and that says a lot because you don't remember. Really is it better or same. worse than Pot of Benevolence? This is a real Pot of Benevolence does not lock you out of anything.
1: Nope. It's once per turn and banishes itself. Yeah. Uh, Which I mean, you know, bad in sky striker, sure. Yeah, but I mean the only issue I think I have is that like at least riches does say draw two. I, I honestly, like, like uh, I think I would still put Riches above benevolence.
0: Like the only interaction that I don't like about Benevolence is that it banishes itself because then you can't gain counters for Celine like no you gain getting kind of Celine. it's just not for striker no it's not in grave selena oh, oh, counters based on the spells in grave it's like because like, no, I'm kind of thinking is- these in the realm of like you know literally any spell is good in pendulum yeah and if I'm going to activate literally any spe- no I think benevolence is better because what pendulum deck wants to be locked out of the extra deck entirely none Like that actually ruins pendulum strategies. If I activate pot of benevolence in a pendulum deck, the worst thing it's doing is like shuffling back a couple cards from my opponent's graveyard and giving me a spell counter. That's it. I I actually think it's better than Pot of Riches.
1: Okay, I'll go with it. The restriction is way too harsh. It's better than Generosity. (laughs) It is better than Generosity. So we will put Pot of Riches as our number 6th and Generosity falls to 7th. Damn, that is harsh to... But I mean, it was a secret rare, wasn't it too? It was a secret rare from Secrets of Eternity. Shade Uh, to that card. Now moving on to potentially one of the most controversial... Uh, Pots of all uh, time. uh, Yes. yes. Is it really? Yes. Wow. This came out before this. I believe so. Insane. Let me check check the release dates.
0: Uh, When did the Dark Illusion come out?
1: Part of uh, acquisitiveness.
0: Live Googling on
1: the podcast.
0: We don't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh. Dark Illusion came out in... CD release date. God, this is... There we go.
1: 2016, August 5th. Okay, so this card... Oh, no, this card came out afterwards. So this card came out uh, the 3rd of... Yeah, the 3rd of November. Wow. Yeah, so the, this They really us, blew their load yeah, <laughs> early on so this, this one. Is, yeah, one of the most controversial parts of, I'd say, modern yeah. time. This is, like,
0: if, if... What does Pot of Green do is, like, the most normy like, horrible Yu-Gi-Oh meme, then Desires uh, is a bad card, is, like... The second most horrible normie Yu-Gi-Oh meme, but desires for desires com- as a neg But for yeah.
1: competitive players, yeah. right? This yeah. is the yeah. kind of snooty BS that everyone hates. But for competitive players. Yeah. So this is, yeah, one of the most controversial spells coming out of the Dark yeah. Illusion and it's- something that still sees play oh. to this it's day. It's also one of like the five just best draw cards ever made. Yeah. Like it is insane how good this card is. So part of Desires as uh, is a normal spell, surprise, surprise. Um <laughs> Pot of It is a once per turn uh, You can only activate One per turn um, Pot of Desire says Banish 10 cards From the top of your deck Face down Colon So cost It is a activation yeah. requirement No matter what cost. happens You are going to banish 10 cards. 10 cards 10 cards Banish 10 from the top of your deck Face down Draw 2 cards That's it? That's it So 40 card
0: deck Presumably Because you wouldn't really run this In a 60 card deck Unless you're playing some kind of weird Grand Magu a hella greedy Grand Maju deck Or something like that Banish the top 10... Now, Banished face down in Yu-Gi-Oh! is a big deal. There are currently only two cards that can get those back. Uh, One of which just got printed. And uh, No, there are more. No. It's Cyfram Lord Omega and uh, Virtual World Nyan Wow. Are the two cards in Yu-Gi-Oh! that can target... Well, non-targetingly return a Banished card back to the deck without mentioning that you have to target the card... Any card that targets a banished card cannot target a face-down banished card. Because it is private yeah. knowledge. Effectively, they are gone forever. Mm. If you banish your key combo piece, it is gone forever. Unless you yeah. play an Omega and bring it back. Like That being said, when this card came out, it was $150. It was played at three in pretty much every deck. And it was the most talked about spell ever probably but in the year that it came out that is like 100 i don't even have to look that up 100 percent guaranteed this was the most talked about spell
1: this yeah. card is nuts this card is this pot card of greed is actually pot of greed like like i mean we're gonna get to another card further on that is literally pot of greed yeah, yeah, for yeah, some there, decks, there is a but, literal pot of greed later on but well, pot of yeah. but pot of desires is basically combo decks pot of greed
0: yeah, and Pot of Desires is, uh, it, you, you don't understand it until you play against it, right? Because when you use it, you kind of eventually will will banish the wrong thing and go, Oh, this card is so terrible. When you stand up against an opponent who's going second, they draw their sixth card for turn or fifth if they've used a hand trap and then activate Pot of Desires. You know they're about to get two fresh cards that could be any card in their deck could be a board breaker, an extender, a combo piece, a hand trap, or a cord by the grave that interacts with your disruption.
1: And all of a sudden, you just feel like you're at a disadvantage immediately. Yeah, because they they are drawing two unknown cards. Yeah. Whereas, you know, for example, let's like, like say you've, I don't know, maybe you've like, uh, you know, minstreled and look at their hand and you see a desires and a hand trap. So you take away the hand trap. Yeah. You know that the end of the, the start of their turn, they are about to, Banish 10 cards and draw two cards that can yep. potentially interact with your board and, you know, break and, and win. In the course of a single game, those 10 cards will almost
0: never matter. You may banish important things, but those, I mean, two ex- we have. those two extra cards, you know, with the amount of one-of spells or, like, really powerful draws in this game, like Triple Tactics Talent, Forbidden Droplet, Lightning Storm, Huppy's Feather Duster. Evenly Matched, Dark Ruler No More. Yeah, or even just a copy of Infinite Impermanence uh dino wrestler Pancratops, Red, uh, Reboot, or, yeah. or combo pieces extenders anything in anything. your deck we've all drawn bad cards off desires the ultimate pain is drawing you know copies of desires, desires yeah. off desires because it's once per turn but
1: this card is crazy it's nuts i think it is it's, it's not the best pot card of all time it is i mean it solidified itself as probably one of the most competitive yeah Pot cards? Up until recently, it was the second
0: best pot of all time. I'm going to just make that claim.
1: Oh, I agree. I uh, think... It, it. It Like, okay, let's I think let's go to ranking because I think that this card yeah. is... Yeah. It is not better than Pot of Greed. By a slim margin. Yes. It is not better than Pot of Greed. By the fact that, that it says once
0: yeah, per turn. The once per turn clause and the fact that it lets you run less one-offs, I think.
1: Yes. Desires punishes decks that yeah. either have cards at one because of the ban list or... Yeah potentially ran one-offs to uh, promote more flexibility yeah.
0: it in fact punishes decks like virtual world on the ban list if Konami decides to hit that deck a large like hit you can do to the deck is simply just putting a lot of its elements at one copy it worked for salaman great you know for a, for a while there where like putting a bunch of their cards at one but they run desires because they need the the raw card advantage mm. locks them occasionally out of winning the game which doesn't feel great but it is a good way to balance the game. Yes. Uh, it's hard once per turn and you can't run as many one-offs, but you can still run a couple that don't like super matter, right? Like, you know, like a one-off card that, oh, it comes up. Uh, like a,
1: like Monster Reborn, Happy yeah. of the Duster.
0: Like BAs you know. can run it and like, oh, I banished my Alec. That's or like whatever. Like, yeah, it's never really going to come up. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's the second best pot because I don't think Pot of Avarice is better than Desires, even though Pot of Avarice
1: is not. Pot of Duality is the second.
0: Oh, Pot of Duality. Yeah.
1: It's better than Duality.
0: It's, yes. it's better than duality. Duality is more of like a consistent card, I'd say. Yes. But desires is just stronger. So it's the yeah. second best pot. I don't think the
1: rest of these pots even come close because this card says draw two. Yeah. Um, so that puts duality to three, avarice to four, four uh, dichotomy
0: to five, five, benevolence to six, riches to seven, and pot of generosity. Unfortunately,
1: Last place, falling through why. the ranks. So, the next one is actually a unique take on yeah. the pots. So, this, this is where they start really experimenting yeah. with pots. So, this is a quick play spell. Yeah. So, like, it is the only quick play pot in existence that's not a jar. It's also not a fusion pot. So, it's like the first one in a while that wasn't
0: either like the pendulum one, which was the pendulum one. This is like them trying to do a new kind of
1: pot. Mm. Mm. So, this is called Pot of Aquisternus. This was released in Invasion Vengeance. Uh, it says target three banished monsters, shuffle. All three into the deck, then draw one card. You can only activate one per turn. Thank God it says one card. Uh, Yeah, if it's at two, at three. Quick play, draw two is already too strong. Yeah, I think... acquisitiveness does sit in a very interesting position. Yes. Um, Is it good in every deck? No. Uh, It's kind of good in no decks. Yeah. Like ever. But it is great in a very particular build and style. So there's a new
0: archetype out of Eternity Code called Nemesis and it's effectively a monster variant of this card because all of their effects are shuffle a banished card back into the deck, special summon and then they all have effects. Yes. And those are also not very good and it's very weird because those and this card on like paper when you're kind of looking at them feel so incredibly strong because the banished zone even though this targets as we talked about is generally a place things go after they have been used mm. and are balanced around not being able to get back very easily. Uh, cards like different... Well, was it like um, the Burial from a Different Dimension? Yes. Were Limited. heavily played cards yeah. for a while in Zombies because Mizuki and Gozuki... had Just to, Mizuki. Just Mizuki. Yeah. Were banished as part of their effect and it was seen as like a balancing thing that you can only use a maximum of three per turn. Well, this card, you know, Burial from a Different Dimension allowed you to use them heaps more times by just putting them back in the graveyard, let alone putting them back in the deck. Destiny Hero Malicious is a huge card here. Yeah. Um, Probably the most attempted abuse of this card has been around Dark Warrior. When Malicious has been at three, you can shuffle two Malicious plus another random card back in the deck and then link away the third one.
1: And here we go again. And just
0: do it again. Yeah. Yeah. it's never seen play, though.
1: Nope. I uh, think it's too balanced,
0: even though it has no drawbacks. it has no drawbacks. It's not even once know. per turn, right? Yes, it is. Okay, it is once per turn.
1: Thank but it's, God. But it's like you have no activation requirements. You have nope. no restrictions on activation. You have It's no, also a quick play. Yeah, it's a quick play. So it's also, you know, can be proactive or reactive. Yeah. Like, it's a really interesting style. I think this falls in the same category as something like Avarice. It's just not live turn one unless you try
0: yeah and it it's almost like we talked about other cards being a win more this is a very much win more card yeah because getting cards into the banished zone is generally a byproduct of a combo resolving Yes, if your combo resolves you should already win that's the whole point of Yu Gi Oh. so like the idea of like and then i shuffled my malicious back and keep going you've already won like you got two malicious out like your yeah. opponent wouldn't let you do that if you were you know doing poorly uh, hero decks, I guess, are, like, the closest application of this because they aren't really combo decks. They're just sort of, like, resource value engine decks that, like, try to dig through their deck for specific cards. And in that case, I can see...
1: We're a quizzing if yeah,
0: works. If this card said draw two, I think it would be a very valuable um, card in, like, more control decks. Because, you know, like, say an Eldritch could... It's a lot easier for Eldritch to benefit from drawing two during your opponent's turn just, like, randomly. Mm. right like oh i'll just grind you down i'll grind you down i've got like two or three banish eldritch cards plus you like dd crowed my golden lord whatever and then i'll just like oh acquisitiveness draw two cards and shuffle it back and ha you can't kill me because i'm gonna slow you down with my control deck engine but because it just draws one it only replaces itself and it generally is so restrictive that no one sees the value in holding on to it to draw that one card yeah. If it drew two, I think people would play it a lot more in control decks.
1: Well, I think it would just kind of be experimented more with more. Like, I yeah. think people would be like, well, you know, the card does say draw yeah. two. Worst How case scenario, can- we.
0: if I'm slowing my opponent down, this at least pulls me ahead. Yeah. Right now, it doesn't pull you ahead. It just kind of, like, helps you if you're already doing well. Mm. And for that, I think it's pretty bad. Like, yeah. overall, this card kind of sucks, and it never sees play. I think a lot of the other top half of this board are all... Cards that have seen like a decent amount of play,
1: yeah. Um, so, so ranking it, Podagreed is first, it's not better than that, not better than Podagreed, not better than Desires, not better than Duality, not better than Avarice. Uh, it's not better than Dichotomy, not better than Dichotomy because Dichotomy at least fulfills the role of Avarice
0: in getting like extra deck pieces easily back to the deck, but well, also drawing two cards and it draws you two cards, yeah. Um, but this card is. Is probably better than Benevolence, I'm going to say. I will say yes. It's a quick play. It actually does something. Uh, it also can target your opponent's stuff, which is kind of cool. No, it can't. It says shuffle into your deck. Into oh. the deck. No, you can target your opponent's Banished cards with oh, okay. like this. So okay, if okay. target three Banished Monsters. If your opponent oh. is like
1: using their Banished Zone somehow well I think orcus was a really good example yeah of this. orcus you know, maybe world like one banishing itself to special some a yeah, banished machine you could
0: actually probably side this during orcus format hilariously yeah um, but again there were better options at the time like Lancia and uh, system down so it yeah. never really saw um, play there is a potential that it sees play in the future just for that disruptive effect
1: yes um, but right now I would put it above benevolence yeah so it is the sixth best pot so.
0: uh, benevolence being seventh. Oh, well, we're putting it above riches, right? Yes. Yeah. So riches is the seventh. Acquisitiveness is sixth. Is
1: that right? No, no riches is be right. seventh. Benevolence is
0: seventh. Riches is eighth. Science is hard, everybody. And generosity, unfortunately, is not scraping by. The science is good. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, And then... Now on to the next two, which are yeah. very heavy hitters. These are, these are slam dunks. These like, are heavy hitters in the pot community.
0: They are not maybe better than Desires, but honestly, the jury is out. It,
1: yeah, I even had a conversation
0: with Ruben about whether or not one of these is better than Pot of Greed. And it's it's in some decks arguable that, that the last one we're going to talk about
1: is. Yeah. This is not better than Pot of Greed, this next one, but it is very good. Funny. I, I think it's very interesting you say that. Because I think in some decks it is better than Pot of Greed. There's a literally one deck that this is better than Pot of Greed in. So this is Pot of Extravagance. <laughs> but uh, so even, even then, I think they would prefer Pot of Greed. Let's so this real. is a Savage Strike Secret Rare. Noticing a common theme. A lot of these are Secret Rares. Yeah. Um, maybe okay. We'll divvy back as we also Acquisitiveness was a Super Rare. So yeah, yeah. Because it's a, it a bit more like low, accessible low to others. So Pot of Extravagance. So at the start of your main phase one, you activate it. So, you must activate it as your first action per turn. Cannot do anything else yeah. before it. So, in your main phase, you banish three or six cards from your extra deck at random face down. Oof. You then draw one card for every three banished. Mm. For the rest of the turn after this card resolves, you cannot draw cards by card effects. Wow. That's and a you can lot only activate of that's, once per turn. That is a lot of restrictions. Does this card see play? Yes, it does, because we've compared it and we've talked about it before. This is Control's version of Desires. Yeah. So if you don't use your extra deck,
0: this card is kind of Pot of Greed. Now, it has multiple restrictions. Obviously, main phase one um, restriction means it conflicts with other cards that you need to activate at the start of your main phase one. So things like Magical Midbreaker Field or some of these other pots
1: um that is a notable restriction not a huge yeah. deal but it could come up you know you know maybe if you want to you know you this is the first thing that baits yeah. a hand trap out of your opponent or you can also be like
0: dumb and do something else and then be like oh i can't nice activate me. this anymore yeah. because it, it isn't the starter main phase one it also loses you um this is very very like specific niche stuff mm. you lose player priority if you use this card so well, it's your first action, you yes. match cost, yeah. In main phase one in Yu-Gi-Oh!, you no longer have priority on summon, but you do have priority in the main phase one to be the first person to take an action. Uh, so against a deck like Generators, this card could be kind of bad because giving them player priority to activate tier is huge in that deck. Because one of the big downsides of certain decks is that the lack of player priority, meaning you have to play during your opponent's turn, means they get like a free action before you do stuff. This was also relevant in Infernoble when you would smoke grenade them during their own turn. You couldn't do it until they'd made an action. Uh, Which
1: means they got a card out of their hand.
0: Yeah. So there's a couple instances where this main phase one um, restriction is bad. But... um,
1: I think most the, of the, the time more, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the more you more not take this card because you're a good old guys player yeah, all the time. The more notable restriction is you can't draw cards for the rest of the turn. Yes. And um, the extra deck. Of course. It's random. Yes, if yes. you need your extra deck to play, this card is terrible. Garbage on a plate will lose you
0: more games than it wins you. Yeah. Um however, it yeah. does say draw
1: two cards.
0: Yeah, and you don't lose any main deck resources. So it opens you up to be able to run like for example uh if like altergeist Multifaker is at one which it was
1: uh you can't run desires you can run extravagance for example yes uh it means that you are you know if your extra deck is not something you use to win um this becomes a card that you know your extra deck just became uh six extra uh seven cards yeah or four, five cards to five cards to draw
0: yeah so it is also notable you can only activate two of these effectively per
1: game unless you shuffle back your extra deck because you do need six cards to banish to draw two off of it yeah so it means you can basically draw five cards at the best best case scenario you'll Um, use your extra deck to draw five
0: cards and like desires the hard ones per turn means drawing extravagance off extravagance is horrible terrible garbage um but Um, this card is pretty good it's definitely not better than pot of greed i don't know where you were coming from with that um, well, it, it's t- okay. I wouldn't say pot. I think pot of Greed's the best card. Yeah. Um, like, like I, the only argument is Grand Maju because they like to banish. And that's true. It possibly is better than pot of greed in Grand Maju. But then yeah. desires is way better than pot of extravagance in Grand Maju.
1: So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting. I think so. Desires is for combo decks, combo and decks that run lots of three ofs. Extravagance is for a build where your extra deck Mm. is not your utility. It is a resource. And doesn't draw you cards. Because, for example, like, Virtual World would never run this card
0: because... Well, A, you care about the extra deck too much. And B, they like to draw cards anyway. So, like, there's no point in running a whole card that ruins your extra deck strategy that would already draw you cards to draw some
1: cards. I don't know what to talk about the next card then for.
0: Well, Um, the, the next card is, like... That's an interesting discussion though, right? Because Virtual World can draw two cards just during their combo they literally get to just use pot of greed from the extra deck as part of their combo right insanely strong part of the reason the deck is so good is that ability to just natively plus cards like a lot of decks we talk about going plus 11 because they end with like four cards on the back row with six monsters on the field right but it's not a true plus 11 because a lot of those cards
1: aren't going to do anything they're just raw materials right yeah. And I think Extravagance uh gave control decks, you know, when it came out, it gave control decks a huge buff. Yes. Um I believe Extravagance coming out is what pushed Altergeists yep. to come second place at worlds. Guru Dinosaur also huge into this card. Yeah. Um there what else? What other notable control decks have they? I mean pure Eldlich in the OCG. Yep. Ran Extravagance. Um Guru, Guru ran this for yeah. a while. Um who else runs Extravagance?
0: Uh, Grand Marju, as we discussed. Yeah, obviously. Grand Marju run every pot. That's quite funny. Yeah, even...
1: Oh, and uh, Mystic Mine. Yep. Mystic Mine run the hell out of this card. Yeah. So cards... So it is truly for decks that the extra deck isn't a resource, isn't like a utility, it's just resource. Um, And I think that that's really a, a good mentality to have, is yeah. that you go, well, I yeah. don't think, you know, I don't think my extra deck is something I want to, I'm using to gain advantage, so I might as well just raw gain yeah. advantage. I mean, it's almost like it's it's not quite an
0: archetype card, but it's not so much that you ask yourself, like, ooh, am I using my extra deck? It's like, no, this deck doesn't have an extra deck. Yeah. And that's the important thing. Yeah. Like, Because, you know,
1: muskets and abyss actors don't really use their extra deck, but boy, do you need that extra deck card, right? Yeah, but again, like, if you want to do, you know, you can break down the statistics of, you know, desires and extravagance. Of course, of course. Yeah, so there's a lot of math that go into these decks and all these cards and why they're played. Um. Ranking-wise. It's not better, it than, Pot not better than Pot of Greed. Pot of
0: Greed just says the same thing without any of the drawbacks. So yeah. Pot of Desires...
1: I would say it is... And it breaks my heart as a combo player. It is not better than Pot of Desires. It is not better than Pot of Desires. Um, and it is, is, is not as much on played. The premise that you are not locked into not drawing off of a Desires.
0: I, I totally agree with you that it's not better than Desires. I think... The extra deck limitation is the massive downside of this card yes. the, the no drawing is like disappointing obviously if you draw like other draw spells it sucks but the extra deck in modern Yu-Gi-Oh it's like having 15 cards in your hand oh well dragon it is literally 15 yeah. extra cards and while extravagance was a huge buff while alter guys performed very well at worlds which is a, a strange format of course yes This card has borderline never seen like massive competitive success despite being like very good and the decks that it's played in being very good. Um, The extra deck in modern Yu-Gi-Oh is way too good.
1: It's way way too good. Absolutely.
0: I think until Konami like actually nerfs the hell out of Link Monsters and the current toolbox of extra deck we have right now, this card will never see competitive success on a widespread scale. Uh, mm-hmm. Outside of fringe usage in like um, combo decks that run three of every extra deck card, which let's be real is just like a fluke when yeah. those decks do really well, but yeah, if you're playing Dragonlink Adamantipede, Virtual World, um, Zodiac, even like Drytron Tron. to an extent, yeah, uh, all of those decks are starting with between five to fifteen extra cards in their hand because of their extra deck. Yeah, you have access to like a whole toolbox of removal, draw ability, search ability um you know otk power potential all of those things are unplayable if you run extravagance just because you can't rely on them existing yeah like you can't run one nightmare phoenix and be like cool i'm running back row removal no you're, not you're one gonna one banish one. it right and and like oh maybe sometimes you don't banish it and you you can go into it and it feels really good um
1: but, but what if you, you banish in it instead
0: yeah what don't you have yep. uh altergeist can auto lose the game by banishing all copies of Linkaribo with their one extra or two extra uh link one targets right it's possible yeah and so this card has some massive drawbacks when it comes to the extra deck so it is not better than desires um no. desires is probably the most like broken card konami's printed in a long in a long time is
1: it better than duality Yeah, hell yeah.
0: It's better than duality. I mean, you can see it in the ratios that people play extravagance and duality in control decks. It's usually three extravagance, one duality at most. Mm. Because it's also nice that duality does not draw cards. So you can actually resolve duality after seeing it off an extravagance, which is cool. Yes. But because duality is once per turn, you tend to only want to run one or two with the extravagance just to give you that extra... uh, Fishing. yeah, Yeah, extra fishing.
1: And the last card. Well, congratulations to
0: Extravagance being the third best pot card of all time.
1: Yeah. Oh, wait. So... <laughs> oh, wait. Congratulations. What's this? So, Blazing Vortex, the one card you open the entire set yeah. for. There's no fun name for Blazing Vortex yet, like Ignition All Salt, but... I mean, we it, see, like, Blazing it, No More Ticks. Yeah, Blazing Vortex. Blazing Vortex. I like the same thought. Um. It's okay. So, one lonely little... Uh, main deck uh, main core secret corset secret um, this card is called Pot of Prosperity yeah uh, this card says actually we have to look this one up because this one's real specific so it says you you No start of main phase restriction. No start of main phase restriction. So banish three or six cards of your choice from your extra deck face down. For the rest... So colon. So activation requirement. Like all these they're cost. Yeah. For the rest of the turn after this card resolves, any damage your opponent takes is halved. Also, excavate cards from the top of your deck equal to the number of cards banished. uh, And add one excavated card from your to your hand place the rest on the bottom of the deck in any order you can only activate one pot of prosperity per turn you cannot draw cards the turn you activate this card by card effects so you can oh, draw yeah. for draw face yeah you cannot draw um, fuck up by card effects for the rest this is the like side. what Adamant's paid leonite the pot basically I mean, this for is, any deck this is this is duality for combo decks yeah
0: um or extravagance i mean like it's it's cuz it kind of combines this is what like um this is duality and riches so no no that's, that's generosity, generosity and, riches, and yeah. riches yeah so it's it's duality extravagance yeah <laughs> and it very much feels that way um the biggest thing this card says is choose. <laughs> Your choice is so huge. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, this card is nuts. It, it doesn't quite feel yet like the most talked about spell of the year because, of course, we've already had two insanely powerful generic spells this year. So, no. tough competition. Last year. Rise of the Duelist? Yes. Was that last year? Rise of the Duelist okay. was last year. Well, this, this format, I should yeah. say, because Rise of the Duelist was kind of the first of the of new the one that the, was of the, the new well it's the uh, of the duelist uh, yeah. set so it's the new set of things kind of like how ignition assault was like the last reign set it was the last of reigns oh, yeah, i like had Eternity code yeah um so yeah this wow. card's good uh this card is phenomenal and um, it's like people know it's good people are so knowing that this card is good that i think they're already bored of it Like this card is just like, yeah, it's good, man. Like if you want to just draw a card that is really good, this card's your card. And uh, it's already seeing a ton of competitive play, namely in virtual world. Yes. um, Because of the individual power of virtual cards being incredibly high. Like a lot of decks run a ton of cards that are good. Take, for example, Tri Brigade. All the Tri Brigade monsters do the same thing. Uh, a lot of them do similar things when sent to Graveyard and the supporting engines, be it like Rescue Cat or Lyralisks, they all do the same thing on like kind of a normal summon basis. Yeah. So like in a so, deck like that, this card isn't particularly good. You would rather have raw card advantage. Yeah. You, you'd probably rather run like a Desires
1: or something. Yeah. Or, you, run or, three or- you can
0: run Jack in the Hand, which is effectively the same thing for the deck, but yeah. without the extra deck cost and it doesn't lock you out of drawing cards.
1: Yeah. But I mean, for decks where you... So the I think the biggest like the biggest glaring thing is the activation requirement of banishing three or six cards of your choice from your extra deck this now means you cherry pick nine cards that you want for the rest of the game and that's huge because a lot of decks i mean namely you know virtual world is an example but we saw in the latest remote delimitational even zodiac was playing this because like you You don't need all those you don't need all of them you just need them for the name Even decks like Dragon Link,
0: which go through like 10 extra deck cards in their combo, if you use those 10 extra or 9, I guess, with this card, you still win the game. Like, you have no extra deck left, but if if your opponent can't
1: break the board because you prosperityed into like a one-off copy of Imperial Order... Or, you know, the one quick launch you were yeah. missing, the rocket trace you didn't have, the chamber dragon. Yeah, yeah, reign. yeah. It's either a starter or like just a, a thing. Closer, yeah. If you dig 20 cards into your
0: deck for your combo, you have 20 cards left, you activate this, you're guaranteed to see one of your kind
1: of side deck or spice cards that, yeah. that just lock your opponent out of playing the game. Um, and I mean, it says, so yeah. also three or six. So this card can also just duality. Like yeah. if you, you know, want a couple of cards in your extra deck because you've used some of the go well, maybe... I'll just check what's there Yep. if so I, it can, it can if I be want a, cards. It can be a worse duality or a more powerful duality.
0: Yes. And neither of the effects lock you out of special summoning. So it effectively is just a better duality. And it's a better
1: duality and it's, yeah, it's so good. It's
0: So this is the pot that I think could, in the right deck, under some circumstances, both the cards being at one, be better than Pot of Greed. <laughs> The example I gave earlier is Mystic Mine. I think this card in Mystic Mine, as a one-of, is better than Pot of Greed. Which is nuts. Yeah. I mean, in a deck where you just need that one card to win the game, this is better, right? Because, like, how many progression series games have you seen someone resolve Pot of Greed and draw garbage? Not to say that Pot of Greed is bad because of that. You will never get a bad card off this card. I have played at Emancipators. You do not
1: whiff. Yeah, Um, It's mental. I I think that, again, it's six cards. So you basically, you draw five for turn. You activate this. You then look at six. You've effectively looked at 11 cards of your
0: deck. Which in a quarter of your deck... I think mathematically is a 75% chance of seeing a copy of a three off. Yes. Uh, and it what it's basically what rode um, Guru Dragoon to success in the remote duel, the one previous to the current remote duel invitational, because the dude was just adding Guru, Hidden City, Red, Red Eyes, Eyes Fusion, Fienders. or Fiendus, or Fiendus flood or, or, or Floodgate. Yeah. And whatever they didn't have, they added. Yes. And everyone was like, oh my god, they stacked their deck, Saki dude, whatever, like he won the tournament, did kind of sack, but it helps when you get a 75% chance of seeing whatever you're missing, right? Yes. You're always going to get Red Eyes Fusion, period. If you already have it, you're going to get Summon Limit. If you don't need it, you're going to get Mask of Restrict or Hidden City. It's just that easy. And I mean, this card is bonkers. It I can see decks cutting Extrav for it. Like, it's crazy to me. But if you were going to run one or the two, I can see a lot of decks running Extrav. I mean, like... Yeah. I mean, running Prosperity. Because, like, Alter guys still use their extra deck. And being able to choose to just banish all the garbage chaff and get one card that you really need. I mean, it's,
1: it's get the out. Faker, get the Spoofing. Yeah. I mean, again, like you said, with Guru, get the Hidden City. These unsearchable, yeah. like, pivotal pieces are something that I think when again what extravagance did initially was give c- control the x raw card advantage yeah this card now gives combo and control the ability yeah. to uh fish it and- also
0: doesn't say start of main phase one yeah so, so it is yeah
1: you activate it as
0: long as you haven't drawn a card for turn because yeah. that is the restriction you cannot draw into it that is important yeah but if it's just in your hand and you already have combo you can just like use it get hand trapped and then dig for like a triple tactics or or like an extender, like something that just disrupts or messes with your opponent or gives you another play and it's just something you can't really interact with. Like yeah. how do you stop uh like virtual world already have gamma and tactics, right?
1: Well and ash. Yeah. So
0: like I even played you and we ran into the instance where it was like, oh you use Lulu, I ash it. You prosperity, see tactics add tactics, steal my Appaloosa, game over. And it's just like, Jesus, I can't even interact with that. Because I've already burnt my Negate, my Ash, whatever. And now Prosperity, you just have to watch in dismay as they just reveal every single board breaking out. You know, you can Prosperity reveal a Pancratops or like just and evenly matched yeah like it's crazy and you have to make your opponent watch which is also like a huge mind game rip where they're like watching you deliberate and they're trying to determine what you have in hand based on what you pick which can even cause your opponent to play badly around like oh well they added gamma so I can't do this and just allow you to play for free without even having to bait a hand trap yeah so, yeah, this this card is nuts. It's
1: not better than Pot of Greed. Yeah, so rankings-wise, ranking. it is not better than Pot of Greed. It's it's so early, I don't want to say it's better than Desires. And the thing is, is it's like, we've seen lists coming out of the Remote to Limitational. Yeah. They are just playing Prosperity.
0: Now, that is a new card coming out. And often when new cards come out, people tend to, like, lean towards them. We've seen
1: that. People even ran, like, Dichotomy when it came out, even though it's bad. Uh, the thing is, it's like, I'm seeing, like, these are tournament success oh, I'm like not saying it's people. bad and these are professional events I'm not saying it's bad so I'm saying i saying when think new toys come out people
0: tend to play with them and it's easy to go like wow this new thing is so much better than the old thing the old thing is dead this is way better listen
1: I'm not saying Desires is a bad card or dead I think the card actually just flat out says draw two I yeah. think in terms of representation in the current meta because pre-Blazing Vortex every virtual world played Desires yeah Every single one. There have been a lot of three desires to prosperity lists as well. There have been a lot of like three, two, a lot of two, two, a lot of two, two, yeah. two, including
0: tactics. Because in virtual world, this has a massive downside in that it turns off triple tactics as drawability, Coral Dragon and status Charge Warrior's drawability. Coral Dragon's gone. Crocker Dragon's yeah. drawability. Um, yeah. Those cards are all huge. I mean, triple tactics already is like a powerhouse of a card that literally just says draw two. Quite literally just says, draw two cards. I mean, that's not a pot, but it's kind of an honorary pot because it just has Pot of Greed written on it. Um, And so, like, this card has notable drawbacks. Not being able to draw cards, you can't draw into it. That's huge. Uh, I think certain decks that were playing it have already dropped it because of the extra deck limitation just being a little bit too hard, even if you can choose uh, in decks that use the extra deck as a toolbox. Uh, decks like Adamantipater kind of struggle with this because you do need access to multiple lines of play to make the deck viable. Yeah. Um, so it's a very hard card to resolve turn one because you might go, well, I'll banish my Dweller and then just sit down across a Shadol player and go, well... Should have I'm an idiot. Okay. I should have just made Dweller. Oh, God. I can't make Dweller. It's gone. And... Um, Decks like Tri Brigade, you know, definitely need their extra deck. They need a lot of extra deck to make that deck work. But again, Dragon Link do kind of need their whole extra deck to close games. Again, the thing is, it's 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 three or six. I mean, activating the three of this card is not very good. Uh, is it? It's not great. I mean, you're banishing. Why? Why is it not? It
1: locks you out of drawing cards and you only get to look at three. It's not quite as impactful, right? I mean, does that matter though? In a deck where you need to see one starter and you go, well, I you know i want a special Mm. summon so duality is not an option for me it's definitely still good i think the versatility of prosperity yeah um puts it very very high i would almost like i'd almost call it i would almost call it second equal oh we gotta give we gotta have a best (laughs) i i I, I, see for me with prosperity
0: the downsides are balanced if you use three like being able to do half damage and not draw cards you're probably not going to win the turn you play it Well, it doesn't matter because it's turn one. If it's turn one, it's good. If it's turn two, it is notably worse because you can't OTK. 16,000 points of damage. You're not going to OTK unless you're playing like Grand Maju or Phantom Knights, stuff like that, which can just put out like ridiculous amounts of damage. But the six look at six is probably stronger than it's definitely stronger than extravagance, yes.
1: Uh, it is stronger than extravagance in a, in
0: a vacuum. I think extrav is still better in certain decks. I think like the subterra guru dragoon player showcased it really well for like that variant. I still think extrav is better overall for guru just because like that deck was specifically just hunting for red ice fusion. Um, altergeist yeah. are just hunting for traps in general, and even though adding one to hand is good, the deck needs like. A plussing engine because it's mm. very bad at plussing on its own. You kind of burn through resources really fast. Uh, Desires does say draw two though. Desires has like zero downside in combo decks. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking is like, yeah. in decks that run Desires, it is not a downside. You just use it and draw two and you look at your banished and go, oh, sure, yeah, that's gone. Yeah. Um, prosperity... Maybe, yeah. Maybe we do put... It's a net neutral. In card advantage, yes it is. You don't actually plus one off of it. You also lose toolbox extra deck and deal half damage. And cannot draw. Resolving it effectively is going to be an FTK, like half the time, where you just can play through anything and set up the most unbreakable board imaginable in the game.
1: It's a matter of like, do you need the raw advantage or do you need the tailored advantage that you're missing? I mean, I'd be bold and say it's the third best pot.
0: I don't think it's better than desires. It's weird. Cause desires almost feels like antiquated at this point.
1: Yeah. It feels like it's part of the furniture. Yeah. Like it's, it's a legacy piece. And, and I, you know, I, I want to, yeah. as we've talked about uh, going through the list of pots, it is the one in, I mean, literally, I believe it was 15 years, like 15 years that, is the second close best card to pot in our personal opinion. They actually
0: made a card say draw two cards from your deck. Yeah. The cost aside, that is the effect of pot of desires and extravagance has the same text. The effect is draw two cards from your deck. Prosperity is duality to electric boogaloo. Yeah. I, the tough thing is I feel myself reaching for prosperity over desires right now, but how much of that is just me wanting to try it in every deck I've played you know, like, I want to try it in mech knights. They don't really use their extra deck that much. They don't draw cards. God, no. And you need to see a very specific card to make that deck playable, right? Like a normal summon or or some way to, like, set up back row. Yeah. So in my heart, I'm like, I really want to try out prosperity in mech knights. I want to try it out in generators. God, finding the field spell is, like, half that deck, right? And you barely use the extra deck in that deck anymore as well because you lost the uh,
1: link cross combo. Is it yeah is it a case of like we know that desires is just raw card advantage and yeah. prosperity gives the versatility to decks that may not have had it previously so like in my like i kind of just know desires is a better card
0: but it's definitely not as exciting and it doesn't enable new strategies but you could say the same thing about extravagance
1: i mean i would i think extravagance is below prosperity at this point
0: yeah i think prosperity just the fact that it says choose is is just too strong yeah even if it's not quite as strong of an effect yeah there will definitely be times you activate prosperity and it does not win you the game because it doesn't gain you it doesn't have that same fear factor of someone activating desires and going well if i don't ash this they just get two cards similar mm. to the feeling of pot of greed where it's like pot of greed draws you into two of the best cards in your deck sometimes <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. when it does that it, it's just insane right Yeah. Pot of Prosperity will draw you into one of the best cards in your deck. I guess if you think about it, it's like comparing... Like, there's a very famous magic card called Fact or Fiction, which is like, look at the top five, make two piles, your opponent um, separates them into two piles, I guess, and then you choose one of those. The whole concept being you're not going to get good card advantage out of that. It's a very expensive mana cost to cast the spell. But... As someone explained to me one time, you get the best card in your deck. Yeah. Or you get the best card in that pile of five. It doesn't matter how many you get. You get the best one. You get the one you need. And the best card should win you the game, right? Yeah. Prosperity feels very much that way. Not so much in Yu-Gi-Oh because cards individually are less impactful because you churn through so many plays in one turn. Like Mm. in Phantom Knights drawing like an extra boots early. Is cool because it's an extender that has a cool graveyard effect, but it doesn't like win you the game, right? No. Certainly, drawing like Mask of Restrict against Drytron wins you the game yeah. nine times out of ten. Um, but that kind of involves a side deck. Pot of Desires lets you just play through anything. Hmm. That is kind of, yeah, it's like Desires lets you play through. Prosperity is like play around. Yeah. In some
1: ways. It's like if you, if you tactics someone and they had desires or prosperity which would you take out of their hand desires like it, so Desires. It, it would
0: just be the raw advantage if yeah. there was no other target If it was like those two cards yeah right and then like a couple a couple of cards that do nothing like like
1: a like a like a, like a garbage back row well, garbage spell. it
0: depends right because like say I look at a virtual player who bricked and they have like a lili and a laulau two level six monsters and they have desires prosperity <sighs> I guess I'm team ripped Prosperity, because they're more likely to get a starter
1: off the top six. So, by that merit, in a, in a vacuum, in a vacuum, I'm have, ripping if, desires. Yeah, in in two, if you're looking at two unplayable cards yeah. in their hand, oh, I you mean, know they need something else to use. If there's two cards in their hand, one is desires and one is prosperity. No, no, no. So, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's like, let's say there are four cards in their hand, the hand. That hand trip. You use tactics. You see. Two unplayables that require another that require something for them to extend. Yeah, desires and prosperity. You rip prosperity. If there are two cards in hand, of desires and prosperity. You rip desires. So I think desires is the better one. Then I think, like in, in a total, in a, in a, in a vacuum. total vacuum, it's a better card
0: to draw off the top of your deck, one hundred and ten percent. Yeah.
1: So okay, there we go. Sign sealed <laughs> delivered. But uh, it's hard because that's not how Yu Gi Oh works. I mean, but you have to, you have to, you have to pinpoint it. So much of Yu-Gi-Oh is it's if only I had this one extra yeah. card, I would win the game. It's the thing is, it's like they're, they're both very circumstantial, and I mean, obviously, we both talked about them for a very long time, which is huge because obviously yeah. they're quite impactful. These cards are like um, so important. You yeah. guys don't understand; they are so important. Yeah. So I think, I think in a vacuum, in a in a in a narrowed down desires versus prosperity, which one do you take out of your opponent's hand? I think you have to take out desires because they are going plus one in card advantage and getting an unknown card to their hand that you may or may not be able well, they, to work around. They get around. two unknowns, exactly.
0: Yeah, I guess in that context, the unknownness of it, the way people play around it, there is the drawback of each card which we haven't really discussed. Desires' drawback is potentially more harsh in Does that the banished ten. It can lose because it's random, whereas prosperity is chosen. Prosperity is never going to backfire.
1: No. Like, you're never well, going to go wow.
0: Well, drawing it when you have no cards left in extra deck is a backfire. Yeah. But drawing desires when you're about to deck out is also bad. So you can't really compare that aspect. Mm. You're gonna we're, we're always basing these around like, do you draw it turn one? Because that's when it matters.
1: Um, I think in a vacuum, the unknownness of the two cards you're drawing offer desires. Say like again, in the yeah. circumstance your yeah. opponent has, you are going first. They've hand trapped you and have both cards. They will draw. A card for turn, yeah, and have yeah. So like, I mean, three hundred. Yeah, why are we even drawing two cards? Is so busted. I mean, it's bad. It's so
0: so good that like, it's so hard for a card to eclipse it, and that's kind of good. Like, desires could arguably be called a mistake just by how close it is to pot of greed, but it's it's just skirted by on being so controversial. Once per turn, so controversial and so like build around that it hasn't even though i think a lot of decks that have done well in the past could have just run it like there have been a lot of decks that just yolo desires in there and it's been good yeah and so i think the the untapped potential of just like desires is just
1: kind of good in every deck mm. sometimes i mean i think let's think about some of the most notable banned spell cards pot of greed graceful charity they both are draw cards and yep. obviously graceful charity says discard you have Confiscation, delinquent duo, a forceful sentry, information about a hand in hand interference. Yep. So I think that these I think that the the reason why flat draw two cards is banned over excavate and add is because of the unknownness of it. I think yeah, because you are true. yeah, because you are unaware of the cards that you are as opponent to draw, opponent is about to draw, as opposed to watching someone look at mm. three and make a choice to add because it's not a it's not it's yeah. not unknown and drawbacks aside of like drawing desires off desires
0: if you draw desires two cards yeah when you are breaking boards which is a huge part of yugioh that is often overlooked those could be two cards that bait negates you could draw like forbidden chalice and an extender monster yeah both of which have to get negated to stop you know, Forbidden Chalice. You target the negation. They have to negate it, or else they lose it. Whatever. That's a free exchange. The Extender is a threat. They have to probably negate that, or else it's going to generate another card, and it's like they did. It's like they did nothing if they mm. negate the next card. Um, prosperity. Uh, it's so strong. <laughs> the thing is, we're debating between two cards that are like going to these.
1: Be I mean, meta these are staples for the next ten years. These probably. are two titans of spells. Yeah. Cards, so, and you will often run both. Right? That's why I said, I said second equal because you just quite often run both. I know it's a cop out. I'm going to give it to the draw two. I mean, I'm going to give it to the draw two. I am going to give it to draw two. I will say Pot of Desires is the second best card in pot in Yu-Gi-Oh! Second best card in Yu-Gi-Oh! ever. And I think that Pot of Prosperity is the third best pot card uh, of all time.
0: I'm glad we finally mathematically decided this and no one can debate us and tell us we've been wrong. (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> Feels good to be right.
1: Mm. All right. So the so, list of
0: pot cards, there are 11 in total. In last place, we'll line. start from last. Last place. Pot of Generosity. for A being shuffled too. I mean, for being arguably the worst Yu-Gi-Oh card ever, I would say. I don't know. There are some pretty good no, ones. I, I think this is the worst <laughs> card ever printed. I can't. <laughs> if Pot of Greed is the best card ever printed because it says draw two, This is the worst card ever printed because it says shuffle into, right? Like that is just mathematically going to be true. These are the polar opposites of card quality. 10th place pot of riches. Shoutouts Pendulum best deck. In 9th place pot of benevolence, somehow better than... (laughs) Somehow something was worse than this because this card is very bad. (laughs) 8th place pot of acquisitiveness. I stand by that. This card is bad. Seventh place, Pot of Dichotomy for being a bad Pot of Avarice. Sixth place, Pot of Avarice for being Pot of Avarice. Fifth place, Pot of Duality. Fourth place, Pot of Extravagance, which is insane to me. Because Extrav does say just draw two. Third place, Pot of Prosperity. Second best Pot is Pot of Desires. And the best Pot of all time is Pot of Greed. Is Pot of Greed. Because what does it do? I don't know. I've got no idea. I've never read the card personally. It's not legal. It's never been... I'm. Only so many years old. <laughs> yes, this card was practically banned before I was born. Wow!
1: Well, thank you, everyone who listened. Uh, obviously, a hearty episode, but it was good. Yeah, I think amazing. I think we talked about some really cool things, and obviously, the power of you know drawing cards. Drawing cards, everybody. You love to yeah. do it. We love. We love. We love it. Cards. All right. So, thank you very much for listening to another episode of the, the Face Downs. Downs. We didn't sign off. Well, I'm Ruben. And I'm Lucas. And you've been listening to The Face Downs.